Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, Internet. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Potterless, the tale of a 24-year-old man reading the Harry Potter series for the first time. Before we get into today's episode, a continuation of my conversation with Sydney Adams, a.k.a. Positute, I wanted to give a shout-out to all of our Patreon supporters. So these supporters have pledged money to the podcast to cover costs I'm already incurring, like hosting fees and things like that. And also, all of the money that I'm getting from it, I can use to buy nice things that will make Potterless better. So fancy microphones, advanced audio equipment, stuff like that. And as a reward, you get access to bonus content. So these are things such as bonus episodes, extra discussions with guests, director commentary, access to my notes that I always reference in the episodes, things like that. So if that interests you, feel free to head over to patreon.com slash potterless. If it does not interest you, I don't blame you at all. This is not something you should feel obligated to give money to. Really, it's just a very silly thing. I'm just honored and flattered that you are listening to this podcast. So without further ado, let's talk about the very end of The Chamber of Secrets with Sydney Adams. Chapter 14, Cornelius Fudge, amazing name. That's the thing is, the names are either so good, serious black, or terrible, Salazar Slytherin. (laughs) Uh, Salazar Slytherin is a great name. Um, my favorite is Kingsley Shacklebolt. Oh, that's good. I like, I, I like, per- who, what's Percy's girlfriend at the end? She's something Clearwater. I like that. It's a good one. I can find it. I got the book right here. Oh, good. Cause my book is, is being used to hold my microphone up. Penelope Clearwater. That's a good one. I like that Penelope like, Clearwater. That sounds like the hot secretary or like a Bond girl. Ooh, like, yeah. Oh, Penelope Clearwater. Yeah, yeah, like she just she like comes out of the ocean and she's like all oily and glistening and she's like, <laughs> I'm Penelope Clearwater. And like you're like, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, you're my Bond girl now. Anyway. Uh, so chapter 14, uh, time travel forward. It's been four months since the most recent attacks. Crazy. And, it, and it's time to pick subjects for the future at Hogwarts because picking electives is apparently a thing. But the elective system doesn't make any sense at all, because apparently Hermione chooses every single one, so she just has a million classes, and Ron and Harry have no idea what to choose, so they just choose the same. There's no guidance counselors. Maybe J.K. Rowling was just kind of like, Oh shit! This is a school. Uh, school things. Like, <laughs> Let's get half this chapter that, about it's school. It's like a center of education. <laughs> oh man! What do kids do? Uh, pick majors? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Cool. Majors. Right. Yeah. Okay. Someone rummaged through Harry's stuff and stole the diary, and it has really? to be a Gryffindor. So they're like, "I wonder who did it." Uh, yeah. You find out later. It's Jenny Weasley. Um, Jenny. Jenny. How could you? So Harry's got a Quidditch match. And he hears the he hears that voice again before it yeah, starts. Oh right, <laughs> I didn't write it down because I didn't remember because that didn't matter because it's Hufflepuff. It's Hufflepuff. <laughs> so the game is about to begin. McGonagall gets on the megaphone and she's like, "The the match has been canceled," and everyone's pissed off because Quidditch is the only thing that matters at Hogwarts. Yep. She grabs Ron and Harry Potter and she says that there was a double attack. The some girl from Ravenclaw. 
that had that they had asked for directions by accident. Yeah, it was when they were crabbing Goyle yep. and they didn't know where the Slytherin common room was. So yeah. they like just saw a girl and they were like, hey, can you tell us where our common room is? And she was like, I'm a Ravenclaw, bye. Here's my my issue with that is don't they have to wear the robes all the time? So shouldn't wouldn't she have been wearing Ravenclaw clothes? That's what I was wondering. Because like, well, in the movies, at least, they're always wearing stuff. In a normal yeah, life, they like, would not do like that. just like red, blue, or like whatever. Like, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe. Well, I mean, I don't know. If it was when a normal making, school, you wouldn't a movie, wear it all the time. You take a lot of liberties. So yeah. Like, so I would sure imagine, just, I would imagine when J.K. wrote as a book, she's like, oh, these people are normal and don't wear the robes all the maybe, time. Maybe, yeah. It's just a, <laughs> just a school uniform. Like, everyone's wearing the same thing. Oh, yeah. So it's after hours. Maybe she's just kicking it in PJs or something. Hey, there you go. Boom. So look at you us. We, we look, Wow. We're so smart. We could out. get through the Ravenclaw doors. We can do riddles, clearly. Well, I can. <laughs> oh, I can't because I'm dumb and self-centered apparently you're you're a dumb jock but i'm super brave (laughs) but i'm so brave super i will bravely stand here all night in front of this door yeah because i can't get in (laughs) but i'm not gonna ask for help because i'm cocky so (laughs) so it's her she's been petrified and hermione who for some reason has a small circular mirror you also you never find out about the circular mirror you just find out that she had it over that so Hermione is the one who's petrified, and that's, you know, Ron and Harry's best friend. That's shitty. That's super shitty. Because, so. like, yeah, and that's why McGonagall's like, come with me, because they're like, what's happening? <laughs> Who's going to be? And then you find out it's their best friend. That's their homie. Yep. So shit gets real, uh, which is good. Shit gets real at the end of this book. Like, Tom Riddle's scary as fuck. Like, right? he's super evil. <laughs> so. Also, I'm glad you're cursing because like I, <laughs> I was like, I was like cursing and I was like saying that for and I was like, Oh no, what if kids? Oh no, don't worry. Don't Potter worry. Podcast. No, it's a Harry Potter thing for adults that read it. And it's, uh, it's yeah. marked as explicit on iTunes. So it's all good. Don't worry. Uh-uh. <laughs> it's got the little red E next to it. So it's uh, a mature edgy. E podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So Ron and Harry decide that they are going to use the invisibility cloak to leave like teacher lockdown mode and question Hagrid and be like, yo, what the hell happened? Yeah, because he just got out of Tom's uh, memory where he was, where Hagrid was framed. So it's Yeah, like, exactly. Whoa, is Hagrid a bad guy? Let's go find out. Right. The book, every time they reintroduce something that happens before, the narrator very conveniently explains things. So when they talk about the invisibility cloak, they have a little blurb about it. And in the blurb, there's <laughs> the only a- only thing. Exactly, yeah. There's a blurb that says, the only thing, Harry was left only one thing by his father, the invisibility cloak, which is not true because his father also left him a fuck ton of money in Gringotts, like a giant vault filled with money. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. That's not, you got to have a fortune. Yeah, you're rich as hell. Uh, Fortune in a cloak, dope. He also left you with a legacy, so. I'll say you're a potter. (laughs) You're important. Hagrid uh, is acting super nervous. He knocks at the door. He like answers it with a gun and all this stuff. Like super. A crossbow. That's a gun. <laughs> in Harry Potter world. In Harry Potter. Yeah. Did they have guns? I don't think they have guns. It's the 80s. Yeah. They got, yeah. Oh, right. Guns didn't exist in the 80s. Guns did not exist. <laughs> so they're inside. There's a knock at the door. So they have to invisibility cloak up. Uh, it's Dumbledore and Cornelius Fudge, who's the minister of magic, which makes me sad because that someone with a really cool name is the minister of magic makes me sad. I wish he had a boy. Why? It's like the most important job. It's like the president of wizards. Yeah, I guess I just, I know that they suck in the fifth book, so I just yeah. already... They're all corrupt. Like, like uh, real politicians? Oh, uh, so good. So I just already instinctively hate them. So I was mad that the great name was wasted on this guy who I'm gonna <laughs> probably hate in three books. You're like, uh... 
<laughs> so he wants to take Hagrid away because they're like, you're guilty. This is your fault. And Luke, you reopened the chamber. Kids are dying. It's still your fault, even though 50 years ago. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> so Lucius Malfoy enters with a letter of suspension for Dumbledore. And, Dum- is and Lucius just following them? Like, to the Does school? he have a job or does he just like? Yeah, he's one of the, um, he's like one of the governors of the school. So there's this like whole, which I'm imagining is like a school board. Yeah, I, I thought it was like, like when you're more bored. important. Okay, I thought it was just like a board of directors where they call you in for important stuff, but you don't do anything otherwise. But he's like got a lot of power because Malfoy like walks around the school being like, "I'm the shit." My dad's a governor, so man, I think it must be more important. Yeah, than it is here. so he's important enough to get Dumbledore suspended. Dumbledore doesn't put up a fight. He's just like, "Okay," <laughs> and they. Take, I think he probably knew. He's yeah, like, he, he knows what's back. up. <laughs> I'll be back. J.K. Rowling's writing this book. There's no way I won't be back. I like that Dumbledore. Ah, I like that the same wall. the same kind of things keep happening in every book, like convenient things that extend the plot. Dumbledore leaves towards the end and comes back after Harry saved the day. Dumbledore yeah, always helps like, him so, defeat the evil. Okay. So convenient. So then uh, they take Hagrid to Azkaban, and I'm like, ooh, Azkaban. The third book's about that. Uh, he's he knows that Harry and Ron are there. So as they're taking him away, he like really out of the blue says something about like you should follow the spiders uh, because earlier in the book they mentioned that they had seen a. a strange amount of spiders just like walking in a perfect straight line and harry's like that's mm-hmm. weird and then now harry's like oh yeah. there's like a thing so yeah because because um fudge and dumbledore and uh malfoy don't know that ron and harry are mm-hmm. in there because they're under the invisibility clo- cloak exactly so when hagrid's hagrid gets taken away he's like shit i gotta say something really vague but really helpful without revealing that there's people here yep and then dumbledore also says something really vague and really helpful it's like help will always come to those who ask for it or something. Yeah, which I guess is his way of saying, like, the bird is going to save your ass when you're almost dead. I guess that's that's what it is. Yeah. Um, so vague advice. Uh, yeah, no one uh, ever does that in real life, by the way. No yeah, that would be like, great. Shouts vague advice Shit, you just shout like, ominous things and then be like, oh, this will come into play later in my life. I'm just going to start doing that in public spaces. Let's do it. Follow the spiders. <laughs> what? The other thing I question I have about the invisibility cloak is how do you ever find it? <laughs> like, well, because when you take it off, like if it's maybe it's like a heat sensor because if you take it off your body, uh-huh. it's silver. Oh, oh, like okay, I didn't know that. Off, you can, like, see it and find it, but, like, yeah, maybe it's, like, heat activated or Because I know that's how it works in the movie, but the book never says this. The book's never, like— Oh, it, I was just assuming. The bo- well, the, the book is never, like, you can flip it inside out or something. No, 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 no. They, they say, he's, like, when, when they're, like, he, when they're, like, Harry's father left him one thing, they say, like, a silvery cloak. And it's, oh. like, but it turns invisible. Oh, so it's silvery until you wear it. Okay. Right. That makes sense. So you can find it. Okay. That makes Harry and Hermione even dumber for leaving it at the top of the stairs in the first book. That they didn't see a bright, silvery, shiny cloak. What a bunch of losers. So dumb. That cost them 150 points from freaking the house cup that they still won. Thanks, Neville. (laughs) Thanks. You were so brave. Chapter 15, Aragog. Harry is struggling to find the spiders. Malfoy is being a little shit and states that he's disappointed. He reiterates that he's disappointed that Hermione isn't dead. He's like, ah, she only got petrified. Boo. This is strike two, homie. Yeah, he's just crazy. Ernie, the guy who was gossiping, thinking that Harry was the heir of Slytherin, apologizes to Harry, so at least he's nice. 
earning his Hufflepuffness. I wonder if he got five points for Hufflepuff for doing that. Um, They're like, you apologize. Five points. You're not a shithead. So Harry and Ron, they see spiders going towards the Forbidden Forest. So Harry's like, all right, we got to go. And Ron's like, God damn it. I don't want to go to the Forbidden Forest. It's Ron forbidden. Ron's for spider. Yeah. So they, they, they're like, oh, we're going to go with the cloak. So then they're like, oh, but let's get Fang first. Uh, did they just leave Fang in this house while Hagrid's yep. gone? Did they give him yeah. food and water? They're just like, you're a dog. Have fun. Well, yeah. Hagrid was like, someone's got to feed Fang. And they were like, oh, okay. I don't want to uh, do that. <laughs> So they go in the woods and they think that a monster is approaching, but it turns out to be the car. It's the flying car. For some reason, it just like hung out in the woods. Yeah, whatever. It's just like, that's it's where the car is. Vacation. <laughs> Three giant spiders quickly grab Harry and then Fang and then Ron and then take them into this clearing and they call out Aragog, who's an even bigger spider, but he's blind. They- got that milky milk eyes. Yeah, he's got milky hazy eyes. So he's like, he's like, Hagrid, is that you? And Harry's like, no. And he's like, kill them. And he's like, we're Hagrid. Hagrid's friends, and he's like, don't kill them Hold just yet. <laughs> he's like, wait. So he's like, Hagrid's in <laughs> He's like, Hagrid's in trouble. Then basically Aragog goes into this big monologue where you find out that he's the monster that the school thought Hagrid let out through the chamber, and he was blamed for the death of the girl, uh, but it wasn't. Uh, it, he never killed anyone. No, he was Hagrid like. Hagrid was like, please don't kill anyone, and he's like, okay. <laughs> that's, that's, literally, that's literally the interaction. He's like, Hagrid made us promise not to kill people, so he didn't. So Even Hagrid, fresh flesh. Yes. So Hagrid kept him safe. In I the, want this spider to be Sean Connery. <laughs> that would be good. Oh man. So too bad that movie was already made. <laughs> <laughs> They'll remake him in twenty years. Don't worry. Um, sure. And then Hagrid, Hagrid kept him safe in the forest all these years after, brought him food, etc. They said that the girl's body was found in a bathroom, and my immediate thought was like, it's got to be Myrtle. And then like three pages later, Ron's like, or Harry's like, do you think it was Myrtle? And then Ron's like, oh, my God, of course. And then the plot drives because there's only two chapters left in the book. And that's when things happen in Harry Potter books. That's when things get interesting. (laughs) It's like it's like nothing, 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 nothing. Oh, last two chapters. All the shit falls into place. I also like how large the books get like progressively. Oh, they get enormous. The first one's like, you know, it's a book. It's a good read. I was like, wow, this one needs a little bigger. And then by the end, you have a book that's like the width of your own face. And like... (laughs) I just like you're just like god damn like there's so many loose ends to tie up yeah at first at first when I was doing this I was like I was like all right so I'll get like two or three people per book whatever and then my sister has all the books so I went home to you know my parents place in her old room and I got them and I was like oh my god like starting with three it gets like they're like huge like five is enormous like four or five I did the math. The I'm going to have like 56 episodes or something of the podcast or 56. Did you like do the math? Huh? I have a whole Google spreadsheet and stuff. I'm going to, I'm probably, and if you want to do it, I'm probably going to ask people to do it multiple times. So if you're down yeah, to man. spit more I'll game, good. I mean, let's see how, let's see how my user, my user review is. <laughs> <laughs> this episode if people sucked. like my commentary. No, they'll love if it. They're just like, this girl sucks. No, it's been great. This has been it's a fun a one. This has been a fun one for sure. Why is her voice so low? <sighs> She's so raspy from all that vidconning. Uh, I vidconned too hard. <laughs> anyway, anyway, the spiders, spiders and stuff. Uh, so the spiders are scared of oh, whatever. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, one more thing. Can we talk about how like he's like, oh, Hagrid was my friend. He even found me a wife. 
Oh, yeah. And then he's like, he's like, and then I had all of these children. And it's like, it turns out like all of these spiders are his kids. And yeah. I'm like, I remember reading that and being like, what? <laughs> spiders got a wife? I don't even have a boyfriend. <laughs> I want to know. Spider has a wife. I want to know the backstory of how Hagrid found the female giant spider and was like, hey, I have a friend who's a giant <laughs> male spider. <laughs> you should meet him. Craziest thing. I have a friend that you would love. <laughs> you would love him. <laughs> so they're like, they basically say like, oh, the cha- the monster that's in the chamber, we're super scared of. Yeah, so, it's like 10 times worse than uh, spiders the size of elephants. Yeah, so then Aragog, is, he, he's been super nice the whole time. And he's like, well, you know, thanks for coming along. Uh, oh, by the way my friend, my kids are going to eat you. And they're like, what? But we're Hagrid's like, friends. We're like, we're Hagrid's friends. And he's like, yeah, but you're not Hagrid. So <laughs> they can just you're eat not you. <laughs> so then the flying car flies in, saves the day. And then that's when they realize it's Moaning Myrtle. And then we get into chapter 16, the Chamber of Secrets, which must be an important chapter because it's the same title as the book. <laughs> It's like when they say a t- the title of the movie in the movie and you're just like, oh, ah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's how I knew in the first one. So for like, for a while, I was like, what the hell is the Sorcerer's Stone? And then multiple times they're like this grubby little package. And I was like, well, they haven't said what the Sorcerer's Stone is yet. And it's the title of the book. I bet the grubby package is the Sorcerer's Stone. And then it was very astute of you. Oh, man. So, chapter 16. Uh, apparently, exams are still going on, even though everyone in the school is dying. Uh, and all the kids are like, what the fuck? And McGonagall's like, we have to try to keep the school intact. So, McGonagall very conveniently says the Mandrakes are going to be ready tonight. And I had this written down. I had, quote, random unnecessary story of Ginny telling Ron she walked in on Percy masturbating, uh, which... Which really turns into slightly unnecessary story of Ginny telling Ron she walked in on Percy kissing his girlfriend. I know, but yeah, the way they phrase it, it's like, Ugh. Yeah, they totally phrase it like masturbating because it's like, I saw Percy doing something embarrassing and Percy like runs in, don't tell them what I did. <laughs> I just like how like sketch she tried to make Percy in this book to make it seem like, oh, maybe Percy's doing stuff. But it's like the whole time you're like, it's not. Percy. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was a really like, bad like, red herring. She, she makes a great, they make a great, like, big deal of being like, and Percy looks suspicious. They're like, Percy walked around at night and, like, mm-hmm. saw Harry Potter, and they're like, what are you doing out here, Percy? And he's like, it's none of your business. And it's like, but it's like, we all knew it wasn't Percy. Yeah, the, the whole, they're like, at, at least in the first one, you're like, maybe it is Snape. But in the second one, no one's like, I bet it's Percy. And what's funny is, so until you get to the last, the literal last page is when they reveal that it's a girlfriend and yeah. not him, you know, jerking it. I was like, I immediately like stopped and like thought of all the other times. And I was like, in the beginning, they're like, Percy spent a lot of time in his room. And I'm like, oh God, he's been masturbating. And then the other thing, it was like, Percy was, it was late at night and Percy was noticeably happier. And I'm like, oh God, Percy, no. Percy just jerked it. He's just masturbating all the time. But I was like, he's kind of older. He's going through puberty. I get it, but. He's head boy. Oh, he's head boy. He's head boy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. So good. Uh, So Harry and Ron trick Lockhart into leaving the class in the hallway alone, which is great. I just love the theme of tricking Lockhart into stuff. I also like that the whole time he was also sketchy and had no plot purpose at all, except that he's dumb and lets the kids do stuff. Totally incompetent. That's his whole service is just being stupid. So... (laughs) 
Many people say that. Yeah, so basically they let he lets them walk the last leg of the hallway thing alone. So they go and talk with Myrtle. Yeah, because they're like, they're like, shit, we gotta sneak away because this is a blocked off girls' bathroom. <laughs> How are we two 11-year-old boys supposed to get in there when the teachers are walking with us at night? Uh, and so yeah, they literally are just like, Lockhart, why don't you walk the rest of the way alone? And he's like, uh, yeah, okay. And the okay. reason that they were able, that he agreed to do it was apparently his hair looked bad and he wanted to go fix his hair. That's like his I reasoning. Mean, that's a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I am guilty of that. There, there have been times when I have gone out of my way to like go home so I can reapply like hair stuff before going out, you know? Ew. <laughs> hey. Wait, got- well, okay, like, going out, I understand, like, if you're, like, going out with friends or well, something, yeah, you it- work and you're like, oh, I gotta look better. I thought you were just, like, leaving work. Oh, no, 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 no. Like, it was oh, like, emergency. no, it was and like, then- hey, let's meet up for dinner after work. And I was like, no, okay, can- cool, but then I wanted to look good, but I literally stopped home not to change clothes, just to put goop in my hair and then drive to I get, dinner. <laughs> I get that. I do that at work. Sometimes I'm like, I gotta go to the bathroom and then I just fix my makeup. Oh, I do that. But I just drink yeah. a lot of water, so I like go. I pee a lot at work anyway. So sometimes I just like bring a little pocket comb, you know. <laughs> oh, look, look at this fun little divergence look we at just us took. <laughs> okay. Bonding over vanity. Look at anyway. Uh, speaking of vanity, that, I'm a Griffin. I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> let's go to these bathrooms. Yeah, so they go to the bathroom, but they get caught by McGonagall just before, and they're like, "What are you doing in the hallway?" And they're like, Ron, "Harry's like, uh, we were gonna visit Hermione," uh, and she's and like, McGonagall starts crying. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, that's so sweet," and then Ron's like, "Good fucking lie, dude. That was tight." I <laughs> say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then like, they're like, fuck, now we gotta go see our petrified friend. The best is that Ron's quote was, that's the most brilliant thing you've done. Not defeating Voldemort Not in the first book. It's like, that was a sick lie, dude. That's the coolest shit you've ever done. <laughs> uh, so they go to visit Hermione. The coolest thing he's ever done is lie to a teacher. <laughs> so they go, they go to visit Hermione, and uh, she's got a piece of paper clenched in her fist. So they very carefully remove it and not rip it. And it's a page from a book. So Hermione ripped a page out of a book. Like, she's a fucking badass. (laughs) She's fully changed. Complete 180. So uh, it's a book about the page. Getting hot. Yeah. This is when she starts becoming Emma Watson. So (laughs) so she she gets the page out and it talks about basilisks, which is a giant snake, uh, king of the snakes. And it basically says that. It says, quote, it kills with a stare and spiders hate it. And the only thing that can defeat it is the crow of a rooster, which is the like, what the fuck? Explanation. It's so how something can die. It's so dumb. That's not how it dies. Exactly. Yeah. But that's the only way to kill it. The, the, like, the thing that I had written down, I had written, are you fucking kidding me? If Harry kills this snake with a rooster, I'm fucking done. That's the You're little, that's my note. <laughs> I was like, I'm not reading the rest of these books. That's so stupid. Uh, so then under this little <laughs> textbook page, Hermione wrote the yeah, word. I'm sorry, I just pictured like a giant, <laughs> like this fucking like 25 foot long snake that's like the size of a tree. <laughs> like it's just like going along about its day and then like 6 a.m. hits and it's like, <laughs> and it just like, falls over dead. It's, it's like, ah, like, oh, I've been defeated. <laughs> curses. So, uh, let's see. So, <laughs> oh my God. So then, God um, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, the snake died, but there's no roosters. Oh, but Gilbert Godfrey said something and sounded rooster-esque. Uh, yep, that makes sense. <laughs> hey, let's take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsors who make this show possible. 
This episode of Potter List is brought to you by Arena Club. Now, if you listen to this podcast, it should be no secret that I am both a sports nerd and more of a traditional nerd. And when you think of these two types of nerddom, there's one thing that links them together, and that is card collecting. Whether you are looking to buy, trade, sell, or display a card collection of sports cards or Pokemon cards, you should check out Arena Club. ArenaClub.com is the place where you can do all of these things. I have recently made a purchase on the marketplace. I got Lieutenant Surge's Raichu, which is my favorite Pokemon, and I didn't even know that there was a Lieutenant Surge version of the Raichu. So that is a card that I now have, and it's not just some digital thing. I can have this card physically mailed to me. So there's a bunch cool stuff you can do with Arena Club, including their slab packs. If you have ever done any sort of card collecting, you know that ripping packs or repacks can be a zero transparency type of thing where you're just hoping you get some sort of cool card. But what's nice about the slab packs with Arena Club is that you have full transparency. You see what available cards are there, what your percentage of getting them is, what the gradings are. So it is not a complete black box. You're going into this knowing what cards you might get. And I've been using Arena Club and it's pretty cool. It's very easy for for me to look up different cards. I can favorite them, see what I want, and then whenever I want them shipped to me, I can get them shipped to me, and then I'll have the physical versions of them. Right now, you can get right 10% off get, your first purchase right now, by going to arenaclub.com slash potterclub.com Wow, that is a wild offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack is 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash potterless for 10% off your first purchase. So if you collect some cards or rip open some packs in a more transparent way, whether you're a sports nerd or Pokemon nerd or all sorts of nerds like me, you can use Arena Club today. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. So Hermione had handwritten the word pipes underneath the snake. So clearly the serpent has been going through the pipes and doing all this evil and running amok. Harry learns, he's like, oh, it's got to be going through the pipes. That must be the voice that I've been hearing is the snake going through the pipes. And it's a parcel tongue. That's why I'm the only one that can hear it. Uh, which I actually thought that was super clever on J.K. Rowling's part. Yeah. I thought that was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was so cool, uh, and I didn't see it coming at all, which was fantastic. Yeah. On a less clever note, when she when when I read that part, it's like pipes. Like, oh, it must be going through the pipes. I just pictured like a game of snake with this basilisk. <laughs> it's just like just like like getting a little bit longer with each kid. It like petrifies and it's just like turning around Hogwarts. <laughs> That's how it powers up. <laughs> yeah, it's just got kid. like really shitty like eight bit music behind it, and it's just like that would have been a great way for Harry to defeat it as it makes it eat its own tail like that's how it died it's like oh no (laughs) and it just pixelates away then uh, you you learn that no one has died because of very convenient technicalities because I was like oh killed with a stare how come no one's dead so Colin let's list up Colin Creevy Colin Creevy saw it through a camera Uh, one one Justin Finchley or whatever he saw it through nearly headless Nick, who can't two. die twice. So that's two and three. <laughs> Hermione, oh, yeah. Hermione, and the Ravenclaw person had a mirror for some reason. You mean the Bond girl? The oh right, no, the Bond girl's Penelope the girlfriend. Penelope Clearwater. Yeah. 
Oh, it is. So wait, it is the girlfriend. That's the girl who got petrified. That's oh. why, like, Thirsty was so pissed. Oh, that's. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I got it. Got yeah. This is Bond girlfriend. Yeah. Who got petrified. Yep. I guess the mirror. They must have had it. Hermione must have known. She's that- being vain. <laughs> I want to say they're like fixing their hair, but really it's probably like Hermione's like, oh, I'll use the mirror to see if the snake is there so it doesn't kill me. But then she wasn't smart wasn't, wasn't smart enough to know that it would petrify her, though, clearly. Not that smart. <laughs> she should have studied more instead of been a cat in the hospital for months. Yeah, what a dumbass. <laughs> and then Mrs. Norris saw the snake through the reflection in the flooded uh, hallways. So that's that's how no one Best died. Best name for a cat. Mrs. Norris, I do like it. The rooster explains why Hagrid's roosters were killed because if they were alive, they would kill the snake. But because I guess Harry would have got the roosters or whatever. But I just thought it was really dumb that 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 happened because I was like, I was not worried about the roosters because in the beginning. I I was like, I thought that was just like a detail. Yeah, in the beginning, it was like. Hagrid walked in with dead roosters and he's like, what's happening? Yeah. I was I wasn't like oh I wasn't concerned about the roosters or the whole time reading like but why are they dead <laughs> so nope uh, was, not once <laughs> very and then, like and then like that was revealed and I was like oh okay. uh, yeah <laughs> I had quote this is way too specific for any reader to guess anything like there's no way where you could be like I bet it's a giant snake <laughs> like I won <laughs> so they realize that the bathroom for moaning myrtle is the entrance Harry knows that the air has got to be a parcel tongue controlling the snake so Uh they were gonna go they were gonna go to the staff room to tell McGonagall which is a normal thing that they should do um but McGonagall's like one time they're like we gotta tell a teacher (laughs) the the only time they have a smart idea McGonagall's like emergency announcement everyone return to their dorms and Harry and Harry and Ron are like let's just hide in this closet so they hide in a closet and then the teachers have a little meeting and they're basically like, hey, guys, so the giant snake has taken a student into the chamber and the heir wrote a note that says her skeleton will lie in the chamber forever. And I immediately wrote, no, Ginny. And so I'm really, <laughs> oh my God. I'm so glad I, this is a thing I'm my, and I've reiterated this on on previous episodes is that I'm, I get really happy when I can guess what happens in the books, yeah. but then I realize they're targeted for like nine-year-old kids. And then I'm like, oh, I'm 24. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? I, we'll I must be, but yeah, it's like. Like, I have well-developed critical thinking skills. Like, I shouldn't be proud of this. So I had I had Ginny know, and then two sentences later, lol, it is Ginny. Because two sentences later, you find out it's Ginny. Um, yeah. So Lockhart enters, and everyone is, quote, visibly upset. So everyone, I would be, too. <laughs> everybody just A hates A pansy-ass motherfucker come walking through my house? Yeah. I'd be like, hell nah. Snape is especially mad, and he has my favorite part of the book is when he just goes on this big thing where he's like, well, you said you could defeat the the snake. Yeah. Why don't yeah, you do like, it, bitch? Like, oh, God, they're just like, we read all your books. You're some big old strong wizard. Go fix it. Yeah. This is dark arts. You teach defense against it. So go defend us. Defend. Defend. And the best is like all of the teachers don't trust that he'll be able to do it and they're happy about it. But also like they need to save Ginny's life. So they're, they're, yeah, <laughs> they're just totally cool with potentially killing one of their staff and maybe not saving this child. They're like, we'd rather prove that this guy is a douchebag than yeah, save this, this small child. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> the squad thinks that Ginny must have actually known something because during this random story about the masturbating, she was like, I have something I need to tell you guys. So then <laughs> the, the squad is like the squad is like oh that must have been something important <laughs> 
<laughs> so back. now she's in the chamber. Exactly. Harry's like, well, we better go talk to Lockhart since he's going to go to the snake. We don't like him, but it's our only hope. He basically admits to being a fraud and that he's fleeing. All his stuff is packed up. He says, that yeah, he like, it's like super effed up. It's, so he's like written all these books about like all these daring do's that he has done. And he's like, oh yeah, I went and I talked to these people in great detail and then I put a memory charm on them so they don't remember that they did it. It's it's really horrible. Effed like, up. The worst part of plagiarism because you learn later, but the memory charms he uses like have people forget literally everything. So he just like ruins their lives. Like he, they won't know their children, their significant yeah. others, their parents, their interests. But I'm, I'm also like, if it was such big news and it was such a big deal, like wouldn't other people know about it? Like, oh, you saved this village from werewolves. Like, did he have to go put a memory charm on the whole village? Like, what's <laughs> up with that? Like, I feel like other people would know of these Yeah, of right. These oh my God, you're right. <laughs> because otherwise they'd be like, Gilderoy Lockhart, no, Bill Johnson did it. <laughs> Good wizard name. <laughs> you know, Sorry. Old, uh, Sm- Smeagol Smogglesmeen. <laughs> that was Lord of the Rings and you can see yourself out. Uh, I, that's what the best is. I also haven't read Lord of the Rings. So when I'm done with Potterless, oh, I'll do that too. And I'll call it, I don't know, Precious or something. <laughs> the movie, the hit movie starring Gabourey Sidibe. That's a good wizard name. Gabourey Sidibe. <laughs> <laughs> Gabourey Sidibe is a wizard. <laughs> uh, I mean, it would help since there's no black people in Harry Potter, you know. They make it a point to have like one black kid in each house. And it's like. No, there can be more. Have you seen that YouTube video of uh, every line said by a person of color in Harry Potter through the entire (laughs) film series? And the whole video, eight movies, is four minutes. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) That's that's awful. The best is and one of the book, one of the movies, I forget what it is. The only line is like one, uh, like black guy going, whoa, and that's it. Whoa. <laughs> oh, that's the worst. It's but I'm bad. like, I'm like, is that J.K. Rowling's fault or is that like the movie people's fault? It's everyone's fault. It's everyone's fault. There was a casting choice that was made recently. I can't remember for what, but um, Hermione is going to be black, which is dope. Yes, so and good. Like, and J.K. defended it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was this, like, everyone on Twitter was like, um, but Emma Watson was Hermione. They're like, and some t- some Twitter user was like, couldn't you have found, like, a good white actress to play Hermione? Yeah. And, like, J.K. Rowling was like, we found the best actress, and she's black. Bye. And I was like, yes, yeah. J.K. Rowling. So that is good. so sick. It's so good. And then she did another tweet when she she was like, also, we never said Hermione was white. We just, yeah. they were like, we just said she had frizzy hair. That's, like, the only descriptor. Which, which is good, because, like, I guess it's good that she never describes anyone, so you don't know that people are what race people are, but yeah, it kind of like backfired in the movies that the guy was like, oh, everyone's white. <laughs> I know. It's like, no, I'm pretty sure they weren't. Like the old, oh God, like the Patel twins, those ones are like the only ones that they were like, oh yeah, these girls are Indian, obviously. Like, <laughs> it's just like, no, like you could have made so many of these characters. Like, yeah. The only one she describes is like the Malfoy family because they're like, Hella pale. Super pale. They're the pale. Those are the only ones you're like really sure about. I mean, they're like kind of basically white supremacists, so they should be. The Malfoys are the worst. They're pretty bad. All right, so they go to Lockhart. Sorry, now that we're off of our race tangent. No, I love these tangents. This is great. Uh, so they, they go to Lockhart, and uh, he tells them all this stuff, and he's like, I'm really good at memory charms. By the way, I'm going to use it on you. And then Harry's like, oh, uh, Expelliarmus. <laughs> and then his wand goes away. And uh, basically, they force him to come with them to okay. the bathroom. And Ron throws that wand out of the window. 
Why did Ron not keep that wand and throw his shitty wand out the window? Because you need the shitty wand as a plot point in the next chapter. I know. I'm just saying. (laughs) Uh, So basically, they take him into the bathroom and they're like, you're coming with us to help us with this shit. And he's like, eh, he's scared of everything. They go to Myrtle. They're like, yo, Myrtle, what happened? And Myrtle's like, oh, yeah, I how'd heard- you die? Yeah, how'd you die? And she's like, oh, I heard a boy speaking a weird language. And then I saw two like, giant green eyes. <laughs> I love that, like, the whole description. It's like, oh my God, I thought you'd never ask. Like, <laughs> how did I die? Wow. It's like, no one's ever asked me that before. Like, wow. Like, she gets, like, super flattered and she's, like, hitting on, like, Harry and Ron. And she's like, wow, like, no one's ever asked me by the way i saw two eyes and that's it that's it that's it and they're like oh okay yep definitely her they're like how are we gonna find this it's somewhere here in the bathroom and she's like oh it happened near a sink and then harry looks at the sink and it's like oh this tap is shaped like a snake and she's like yeah that one's never worked uh so then he parcel tongues to it and then the like this giant pipe becomes an opening um so then they send lockhart down at first which is amazing that they're just using him as like a human shield they're like the snake could be down there you could die but whatever we're sending you first well yeah they're 11 they're like four foot one (laughs) so (laughs) so yep pretty much so they send him down the slide the two of them follow it's like a really long slide so they're super far underground and then while that happens lockhart tackles ron grabs his shitty wand tries to use the memory spell or whatever but the wand Mm -hmm. just explodes and a bunch of rocks fall and conveniently separate Ron and Harry like it's a video game or something. <laughs> or it's like, oh, you have to keep going forward. These rocks ah. have blocked the path. <laughs> like when the screw, like you move forward and the screen won't let you move back and you're like, shit. <laughs> or even worse, like you're like about to fight a boss. You like walk into this room and then it's like door closes. <laughs> oh, like every time in Legend of Zelda, like bars come down. Exactly. I'm like, ah, God damn it. Can't turn around. I don't want to do this right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Ron's fine. He's like, I'll clear out a path by the time you're back. Lockhart's been knocked out. Harry goes on and then he says, if I'm not back in an hour, and then it says, followed by a pregnant pause, which I didn't know. I didn't know that was a way. (laughs) I didn't know that was a way you could say dramatic pause or long pauses. A pregnant pause. It's going to like give birth to a future small pause. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So Ron's like, I'll clear a path. And Harry's like, okay. And he comes up to this door with two big snakes on it, parcel tongues it open. And then we get into chapter 17, the heir of Slytherin. I, I wrote down, oh, because snakes slither uh, is the first note Slytherin. I put. They're slithering snakes. Slytherin. So um, I found that out because of autocorrect. I was typing it in my phone because I was reading this on a plane and I wrote Slytherin and it put slithering. And I was like, oh, I wonder if You're that's like, how Harry. That one <laughs> that makes they, sense. Yeah, there it oh, is. Well, couldn't tell you. They're all high all the time, I guess. Whoa. Puff and puff. Puff, puff, pass. Don't do drugs, kids. Just read Harry Potter. That's the only high I need. (laughs) Life and magic. So Harry sees Ginny. He's like, hey, Ginny, wake up. And then Tom Riddle's like, I'm here. And he. And Harry's like, what? You were a memory. (laughs) And he's like, but I've been stealing powers from this 10-year-old girl. This this wasn't F me up. Because I was like, I thought Voldemort, like, died in or not died but like was like super weak and like not having a good time in the first book and like you know he's in the forbidden forest and it's like oh no like Voldemort's almost dead but then like here's young Voldemort just standing in front of you he's just like oh by the way haha and it took me so long to realize that it was just like him from the past yes I'm like I'm embarrassed to admit how long that took me because I was like and then he's like oh it's just like me diary Tom 
And I was like, oh, okay. Because then he's like, how did you survive? And I was like, what? Aren't you the same person? And then I was like, oh, no, it's Diary Tom. Diary Tom doesn't know that Voldemort's like effed up alive somewhere. Yeah, it was it was really weird. And that, that was one thing I wondered. And then they later on say it. And he's like, Voldemort is my past, present, and future. So he right. like kind of knows stuff, but doesn't know stuff, but didn't know Harry. Like, it was very weird and strange yeah. how he like knows things, but not everything. And that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's great is that Tom Riddle's there with the diary open. And there's a quote in the book that goes, Harry wondered how it got there, but it had more pressing matters to deal with. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, What's that? oh, ah, you're going to kill me. Yeah, it's like, which it's basically J.K. Rowling saying like, the diary's here. We'll explain why later in the book, but Harry's not even going to give it any thought at this moment. <laughs> Take note, kids. Yeah. So basically, Ginny's in this weird, like, hazy, not really petrified, out of its state. She's dying. Yeah. And Tom, who is a ghost memory thing, somehow steals Harry's wand out of his hand. I don't know how physics of ghosts work, but he can grab wands, apparently. It's very strange. Yeah, Moaning Myrtle's like, you threw a book in my face. I didn't feel it. Yeah, it's it's very strange of what, maybe because he's a memory, he's a different level of ghost. But yeah, I'm like he was saying that like as Ginny was losing her soul to him through the diary because she was yeah. like spewing all of her tween thoughts into it. Like, <laughs> oh my god, Harry doesn't like me. Uh, <laughs> my brothers like, are mean. My brothers are mean. Like, yeah, she was spewing her soul, quote unquote, into this diary. Tom was like, I got stronger, and I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, that totally makes sense. Good job. <laughs> oh, man. And he's like, eventually I got so strong, I could just pop out of this diary. And I was like, <laughs> so... To, to borrow from you, he blew Skadood out of the out of the diary. Uh, yeah, he's like, I'm powerful enough you. now. I can leave. <laughs> like he had like, to reach I a particular so your secrets. He had to reach a particular experience level, and then he Pokemon evolved into like Memory Tom, not just Book Tom. Oh yeah, so that was my note. I had somehow Tom has grown stronger through the process of Jimmy writing in the diary for months. Jimmy. Oh, Ginny, sorry. Ginny writing in the diary for months and is now able to possess Ginny into doing his bidding. Ginny loses the memory when she's possessed. So she like had started writing in the diary like, I think I'm the attacker. And then he was like, oh, gotta go into plan B. And, and, yeah, and like ramped up the intensity and started petrifying people like, more often. I found feathers all over my robe. I think I killed some chickens. I don't remember where I was on Halloween. Yeah, so she threw it into the bathroom was her trying to get rid of it. It was because she got, like, scared of it. And that's how Harry got it. And then rummaging through the stuff, like, it had to be a Gryffindor. Like, that was... That was Ginny. Exactly. So that puts all that together. When Tom was leaving Hogwarts and the whole, like, framing people for stuff and all that, Dumbledore was the transfiguration transfiguration teacher at the time. Vouched for Hagrid, didn't like Tom, knew something was up. So Tom left a diary documenting everything that happened so someone could continue his work because I couldn't do it while Dumbledore's around. So, <laughs> so Ginny had the diary. And that plan worked real good for 50 years. <laughs> it, no you know, one found it. He's like, God damn it. When is this going to happen? Well, yeah, because you find out like Malfoy somehow had it, which is, you don't know, maybe he's been hunting it down or whatever. So yeah. so basically, he uh, Tom Riddle, who still hasn't revealed that he's Voldemort yet, writes out Tom Marvolo Riddle in the sky and then anagrams it to be, I am Lord Voldemort. How convenient. And everyone's like, Whoa! 
<laughs> Which I, even though I knew this plot twist, like yeah, I if I if I didn't know this beforehand, I don't think I would have caught on until Tom Riddle started to be creepy. Because when he's first diary time, he's like super nice and helpful. So yeah, I thought that was a super well made plot twist by J.K. Rowling. I was very proud of her. Charming sociopaths. Yeah, the second book much better in terms of plot twist than the first one. The first one I like saw coming from a mile away. Yeah. He uses the name Voldemort because, you know, filthy, quote, filthy muggle father's name. He says he has the blood of Sal Slytherin through his mother's side. And then... He's an heir. Of yeah. Slytherin. So, oh, so the, I had this, this line that says, apparently his dad left him while the mom was pregnant because he found out he was a witch. And I said, I really hope JK made all of this part afterwards. Like, I hope she just like was like, there's this really evil guy, Voldemort. And then book two was like, maybe I should give him a backstory. Shit, I need to rework all these character traits I've given uh, him. <laughs> his parents left. Huh. <laughs> yeah. So... Harry's, like, confronted with the snake, and Tom Riddle's like, you're gonna die. But then, Dumbledore's phoenix flies in with the sorting hat. Basically... Harry's like, thanks! <laughs> yeah, Harry, fucking hat! <laughs> Harry's like, this isn't a weapon. And then he, like, reaches in the hat, and there's a sword. And he's like, this is a weapon! Gilbert Godfrey's sword. <laughs> Gilbert Godfrey's sword. And again, it's funny that every time Harry's about to kill Dumbledore in a dungeon that's under Hogwarts, Dumbledore comes into play and saves the day. And this is back-to-back. It just happens once a year. So also, it always happens conveniently around finals time. <laughs> like yeah. it's always at the end of the school year when shit happens. I mean, kids haven't taken tests in five years. <laughs> well, they're like, they're like, well, they took like the finals six, last they're like, time. In their last year of school, they're like, Harry, please just fuck something up. Fuck shit up. Finals fuck again. shit we up, We haven't Harry. had finals for five years straight. Fight a snake. Uh, sign, sign the devil. I don't care. <laughs> I did not study for these tests. Please just help us get out of them. Yeah. They're like expecting it. Yeah, they're just like, yeah, come on, we're going to study. Come on, Harry's going to do some shit. So, Harry's going to do some shit. Tom summons the snake out of a statue of Slytherin. Like, that's how the snake comes out, is that he's, like, he, like <laughs> parcel tongues to the Sal Slytherin thing, and his, like, mouth opens, and then the snake comes out. And this whole time, Harry has his eyes closed. He has his eyes closed. Because he's, like, he's like, I don't want to get the snake. So he's like, it's like... <laughs> You're just picturing like a little boy with a sword, like running <laughs> blindly around. Like, ah! exactly, using his very heightened ear senses. So th- then the bird gouges out the eyes of the snake and blood is everywhere, which is like, <laughs> it's super intense. And it happens like immediately. Like there's no point where you're like scared because like the first thing in it is like, Fox gouged out the eyes of the snake like right away. You're like, oh, cool. So yep. Harry can open his eyes now. Awesome. So Harry puts on the hat, silver sword with rubies appears. So he takes it out and then he's like, oh, cool. This will help me defeat the snake. Um, he's the- like, oh, I get it. <laughs> so the snake is distracted by the bird and Tom Riddle's like, no, don't attack the bird. Attack Harry. And he keeps saying, he's like, dumbass. It's <laughs> like, you had one job is kill the boy, not this bird. Don't worry about it. Uh, so Harry, the, the snake goes to attack him. Harry shanks it, uh, but he gets bit with one of the fangs. So he's slowly dying from the venom. And then the bird flies over to Harry's arm and starts crying on it. And Tom Riddle is like, ha, 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 ha. Like, you're going to slowly die. I'm going to watch you. Oh, look, this bird is crying. How sad. Ha, 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 ha. And then Harry starts to, like, accept and embrace death. But he's like, wait, this doesn't feel bad. Wait, I feel okay. Wait, my arm is healed. And Tom Riddle literally says, oh, I forgot that Phoenix tears heal, heal people. Right, like, wait right. a second. You are Voldemort, like evil incarnate, the most powerful wizard of all time, you aside know from more Dumbledore. You magic than anyone. Yeah, you know how to turn yourself 
into a memory inside of a diary that has invisible ink that can use gossiping to make yourself powerful, but you forgot that Phoenix tears heal wounds? Are you like, fucking that's kidding me? Like a magical, care magical creatures 101 like test question. They're just like, they're like, what do Phoenix tears do? And you're like, shit, uh, they heal. <laughs> Yeah, like very, a very simple fact. And I love how like obviously stated it is, I forgot. <laughs> it's Phoenix literally. Tears cure or like heal or something. Yeah, it's, yep, pretty much. He's about to use his wand, but then Harry grabs the diary and shanks it with a, a, a fang. Yeah, and because Fox had grabbed the, uh, had grabbed the diary and dropped it near Harry. So he uses the Basilisk fang, shanks it, ink flies everywhere, and Tom Riddle withers away. So Ginny. He's like, meh, and then Ginny comes back to life. They fly out on the bird. She's like, oh, my God, Harry Potter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God, you saved me. So Harry Potter. I love you. I'm going to marry you in six books. (laughs) In In six books. Six books slash seven movies. Uh, So... Uh, you you get back to Ron, and Ron's like, oh, the memory charm, like, reversed on Lockhart. He can't remember anything now, and which is also, you know, super convenient and super good. Justice. <laughs> Justice. And that's the end of the chapter. They fly up the, the slide. So then you get to chapter 18 called Dobby's Reward, and I was like, oh, fuck, we got to deal with Dobby again. <laughs> this guy again. <laughs> this piece of shit. So they go to the McGonagall office. They say what happened. Dumbledore is back, conveniently right in time, as he always is after Harry defeats Voldemort at the end of books. Mm-hmm. He uh, he basically asks everyone to leave, so it's just him and Harry. He's a man with great timing. <laughs> he really is. So Harry's like, oh, wow, like, thanks for sending in the bird. And he's like, I didn't send in the bird. Like, your loyalty must have called Fox to you. And I was like, that's a bunch of fucking that's shit. BS. Like, the bird's just like, hmm, someone's being loyal. Let me fly and help him and give him a hat with a sword inside of it. Like, come on. It's absurd. <laughs> the bird just knows. It's like... It's like a loyalty beacon, like Batman. My loyalty senses were dingling, so I brought you this hat with a sword inside of it. Like I just grabbed this. Ah, I was in a hurry. Yeah. So Dumbledore reveals that Harry Potter is a parcel tongue because Voldemort transferred power to him via his scar, which is Winnie with the baby. Yeah, which is kind of weird. I was with it. I was like, okay, good explanation. Because Harry's not a Slytherin. He doesn't have any Slytherin blood. Man. Yeah. I, okay. You know, it's magic. I bought it. I it's was magic. Like, okay. I, it, see, I see what you're doing. It's magic. So yeah. So then Dumbledore tells him that the sword belonged to Gilbert Godfrey. Malfoy then walks in with Dobby and bandages, and he yells to Dumbledore. He's like, you're back? Blah, blah, blah. And Dumbledore's like, the other 11 governors said I could come back. Uh, Sorry, Lucius. Yeah, because the other 11 apparently were like, oh, someone's dead. You should go back. And then Well, because reveals- like Malfoy, Lucius Malfoy was like blackmailing everyone. Exactly. Like, I'm going to kill your family if you don't vote for this. Yeah, it, that's basically exactly what happens. Uh, so basically, Malfoy is thwarted, Dumbledore's reinstated, and then he finds out about the bribing, so somehow Malfoy keeps his job as governor. I don't get why he wasn't fired. And then, No, he, was, he got sacked. Oh, he did get sacked. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. The only... The only I- I think you should make a drinking game out of how many times they say the word sacked in like either the movies or these books because like anytime anyone gets fired, they're like, they're like, Fudge got sacked. Or like Dumbledore got sacked. Or like, <laughs> Malfoy got sacked. So like that's like anytime anyone loses their job, they just say sacked. sacked. <laughs> That's pretty it's nice. Ridiculous. So yeah, Dumbledore's reinstated. Uh, Ron and Harry each get two hundred House Cup points, which is dope. I'm uh, sure that's enough for them to win the House Cup, but they don't say. Um, it is. Oh, it is. What did they say it yeah. at the end of the book? Yeah, someone wasn't paying attention. 
Ah, wait, really? They said it? Yeah. Oh. They're like, it put them in the lead for the House Cup for the second year in a row. Oh, or like I must have missed that. I was just really excited. I was on a plane and the plane was had already landed. So I was like breezing through these last few pages. But then basically it just goes back to Ron and the Weasleys and all that. And then you find out about the the whole embarrassing thing was that Percy has a girlfriend. Percy had a girlfriend. He's not just jerking it around yeah. Hogwarts. And that's that's the end of the book. Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. The oh, secret. Oh, but then they, they reveal that, like, Ron's like, hey, have you heard of this muggle thing called a telephone? We could call each other with it. <laughs> so then they're like, they're keep in touch over the like, summer. Yeah. Instead of writing via owls. Well, because, you know, Harry's fucking terrible step-parents won't let him have friends. True. But yeah, and that's it. And that's the end of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. It's a good one. I really liked it. I thought it was great. The secret is that your friends are with you always. <laughs> and if you're loyal, birds give you swords. That's the secret. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> if, you, if you are loyal to anyone, a bird will fly out of nowhere and give you a sword and then burst into flames. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much it, man. So, yeah, that that's all. Um, I don't know. If you, do you have any Do you have any final, uh, do you have any final words of <laughs> no, wisdom? No, you about? forgot Dobby gets a sock. And oh, right. Cause, oh, fuck, because I hated this part. <laughs> oh, oh, my right. God. Yeah, so, okay. Sure. So, that's Malfoy and. Dobby is a free elf. Yes, yeah, so, okay, fine. All right. We'll, I'll discuss real quick. Harry's got the diary. He's like, hey, Dumbledore, can I give this diary back to Malfoy? And Dumbledore's like, uh, sure, I guess. That's and, not suspicious and, at yeah, all. And Harry gives it to him with his stinky sock wrapped around it, and he gives it to Malfoy. And Malfoy's like, why the fuck? Or Lucius Malfoy's like, why the hell is this sock on it? And throws it away, and it lands on Dobby. And Dobby's like, oh, you gave me a piece, an article of clothing. Dobby's like, loophole. Yeah. And he's free, and he keeps talking in third person. And then Harry says a great line where he's like, he's like, thanks for helping out, Dobby, but... Don't ever try to save my life again because you tried to kill me. That's how. (laughs) And that disappears. And he'll come back into play and he's going to die in the future and everyone gets really sad. Everyone's so sad when he dies. It was sad, you ass. (laughs) I still don't like him yet, so I don't care. But I'll I'll learn to love him. You better. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, so, uh, like... I just, oh, I can't, I can't get over how much I love this, like, snarky perspective <laughs> of children's book, because it's like, you're taking it so seriously, it's yeah. awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad you enjoyed, and I'm glad you came along, this was super fun, we'll definitely have to have you on for a future episode, that'll be um, a, a blast, but. What's your favorite, what was your favorite spell from this book? Oh, man, uh. Expelliarmus is cool. It's got such a cool name. It's such a cool name. I know that my favorite will probably be Expecto Patronum because that's the dopest, except that Harry has a fucking deer, like a nerd. He's got a stag, Yeah, a a boy deer. (laughs) So. uh, Okay, someone has like an otter. I think Ginny has, or Hermione has like an otter. And that's like, what is that going to do? Be cute and cuddly. Be cute to the the things coming to suck your soul out. The Dementors. Oh, man. But yeah. You know so much. I know. I'm so well-versed. I know everything. So, but yeah. Thanks thanks again for joining along. This was super fun. Glad we got to do this. And, uh, Can't wait to hear the other episode. Yeah, it'll be good. So every everyone listening, if you want to find Sydney on the internet, she's prostitute on Vine. You're at Sydney backwards with a one at the end, right? Yed, yeah. Yedna's one or whatever. Yedna's one. Yedna's one. <laughs> Hey, this is an editor's note. Sydney's Twitter handle is now Sydney Rachel. Uh, anything else you want to plug or promote, or you got anything um, else going on? Oh, God. Uh, 
No, I'm good. Okay, good. Follow her on Vine. It's I'm not famous enough to have like things to plug. Hey, I'm not like, okay, check out my movie coming out. <laughs> I'm just like, well, I just graduated college, so I'm probably. <laughs> I haven't been wearing the pants this entire time, by the way. Good. And we're talking on a Skype call because uh, I live in California and Shubes here is in Texas. Houston, Texas. So. So this is this is super professional. Skype, but I have not worn pants this entire time. Good. I've been wearing see. what I wore to work, so I'm be casuing it up. Uh, yeah. And what's great is for everyone listening. Uh, in addition to Sydney not wearing pants, the audio setup of this is I have a Bluetooth speaker connected to my laptop, pointed at my microphone. This is how high def uh, we're going. It's really high tech. Maybe I'll get sponsored by someone and I'll get things. <laughs> and not just, please, ha, ha, uh, <laughs> <laughs> please, uh, uh, Bose, give me things. <laughs> Please both. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that's all for now. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, if internet, thank you so much for listening. Sydney, thank you so much for joining. Uh, and until next time, a, a wizard on, as they say in, in Hogwarts. God. <laughs> Potterless was created by Mike Schubert. It is hosted by Mike Schubert. It is edited by Mike Schubert. And it is produced by Mike Schubert. And the music is by Bettina Kumpfamanis. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. If you want to follow us along on Twitter, it's at Pod. You can subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. And if you leave us a review on any of those websites, that would be absolutely fantastic. It really does help the podcast out a ton. And thanks to everyone who's already done so. Until next time, as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, wizard on! Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.